It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode 78, where we visit with uh, Parker Jacobs. Now, Parker Jacobs is one of the creators of the television show Yo Gabba Gabba. Okay. And uh, so we visit with him in the second and third block. Stick around for that. I'm joined here with uh, Lindsay. Good day, sir. Good day to you, ma'am. How's it going? Oh, so great. Yeah? Yeah. Life's good? Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. My wife uh, takes a second of uh, the four CPA exams, and I'm a horrible husband. Well, speaking as a former CPA widow, it's a tough role, man. It's a hard, it's a hard balance during this time. Because it's uh, for people who don't know, it's the four most intense tests ever. It's like it's it's uh, similar to the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm told it's similar to like your what's the medical one. The else nope, the, that's a lawyer one. No, LSAT or the GMAT. Uh, there's or something the... for doctors too. The boards. That's what oh, it is. Okay. Similar to the boards. Sure. Wherein you just kind of you have to go out of the loan, and I'm not a I'm not a good person to go out of the loan. Well, I understand that, and I've I've been in your shoes. I've been through four CPA tests. We still have two ethics tests to do, and we're in the middle of busy season for my husband, who is an accountant, which basically means he works eight thirty to ten thirty every day. So I. I feel your pain, man, and I'm here to tell you there's light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, I'm looking for it. I'm looking at the light. You've got to go in with zero expectations as far as seeing your spouse or having your spouse be emotionally available because, like, I don't know about your wife, but my husband is, like, one-track mind. If he's got something else on his brain, he cannot give me what I need and focus on that test at the same time. Okay. So I have to go in completely, like... Whatever I get from him, bonus, score, jackpot, thank you, best husband in the world, because otherwise I'm just going to be let down every single day, and then it's going to be miserable. Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Life's good. (laughs) Husband's working all the time, so I just find things to entertain myself. Like what? Not your Um, calling. Clearly not my calling. I'm slacking Shame, shame. Let's call her to repentance. Okay. Hey, phone's for you. <laughs> okay. It's, it's repentance. Thanks. I need to answer that and um, and listen to what it says. Explain. Um, okay, so I am the nursery chorister. Which it, you said is the best calling. No, I love it. I go during the second block and mm-hmm. I just do, we have two nurseries, so I do singing time with the littler nursery and the bigger nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. because Kids singing kids music, that sounds great. great. Yeah, they're fun. I used to be the primary chorister, so this was great to be able to kind of continue that in this new world I just moved to. So on Sunday, um, you know, I was kind of having these feelings like, you know what, I'm kind of slacking in my calling because I feel like I go and do the same like five songs every week Mm -hmm. because they're the head, shoulders, knees and toes and the I'm a child of gods and the snowman and the ones that they know and love and know the actions to. So I'm like, yes, win. It's the go to. Yeah, everybody loves it. But I have yet, I've been in the calling maybe like two or three months and I have yet to teach them a new song. Have you Book of Mormon stories them yet? No. Oh my gosh, no, not that's y- the best. I know, and so I feel like a slacker because I'm too scared to do anything new because I don't want it to be like awkward singing time that's miserable for them. You right. know what I mean? Right. I would rather have the go-tos, the ones that I know are going to hit, and then, you know. But they've had the milk. Give them some meat. I know. So so then I, I'm like putting the folders away on Sunday, the little like hand out things that you use for the kids so they all get something to hold. Okay. Um, and the primary chorister comes up to me and she says, hey, you know, we're learning this song right now. It's the, 
I like to look for rainbows mm-hmm. whenever there's rain. That's all. And song. ponder on the beauty of an earth made clean again. Oh, there's hand actions oh, to yeah. it. Yeah. So she says to me, we're learning that song right now. It'd be really great if, you know, you could start teaching the nursery. And then eventually when they get to us, they'll already be sort of familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, uh, she can see right through me. She knows my yeah. sins. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit of discernment. No. no. She knows. So she, I felt like she was kind of calling me out saying like, here, teach them a new song. But I think it was just a coincidence. I'm not going to read into it. No, it's your insecurities. Yeah, totally. So long story short, she asked me to come back for the second half of primary so I could see the older kids do the actions with the song. So you could see what your students can become. Exactly. So I saw it once or twice. They did it like twice. And now I've got to like teach this to the nursery. And I'm just a little apprehensive because it's like, I mean, from a 12-year-old to a one-and-a-half-year-old, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's going to be really hard for them to understand these actions. And sure. it's going to be a, a stretch for me to teach it to them, but it'll be entertaining. It'll be great. Yeah. I just felt like a slacker, though, and then she called me out on it, and I was if, like, no. If that song doesn't work, though, do a little Book of Mormon story. I know. I should rotate that one in. I haven't. I haven't broken you that out the, yet. You can make the book, the book with your hand. Book of Mormon, Mormon stories. stories. Yeah, but you can't do all those actions like we did when we were kids. No, not no. You That's can't. That's not PC. No, anymore. you can't do those anymore. What do you do for Lamanites? Uh, I can't tell you okay. on this. <laughs> I thought it was the like peace sign behind behind the head. yeah that's what it is it it do, it isn't by any means racist feathers oh nope. it's not okay <laughs> I didn't know I thought that was the action no in fact uh, I remember on an articles of news before you came around or maybe it was in an episode of the cultural hall here we talked about how there are some songs because also if you listen to Book of Mormon stories it's essentially a, uh, a kind of a tribute to an Indian war beat. Sure. Boom, 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 We have a few songs like that in our repertoire yeah. that you're yeah. kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure what we should be this singing. This is kind this. of like tribal. Like, Everyone yeah. should be white. Some. Follow the prophet. Right? Follow the prophet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you walk, you walk any non-member into that and you're <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, yeah. what is going on here? Totally. All the kids are wide-eyed and staring at you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that'd be a good one. Okay. That's when that's when I well, remember. So now do I just do I stick with the ones I know now and then work in the Yeah. Oh yeah. Work in the the newer one, the the I like to look for rainbows and then hold off on the Book of Mormon because yeah. I don't know that they know that one yet. No, you I can't, don't know. No, you can't do too much. Okay. Remember like when you were in school, right? Yeah. If if uh did you ever take a dance class or did you ever do like anything Sure, or like you gym ra- or you, yeah, gym, yeah, right? Uh-huh. So they would you would go like you ran track, didn't you? No, lacrosse. What did you do? I played lacrosse. Yeah, you played uh-huh. lacrosse. And soccer. Here and we hockey. go. You ready for this uh-huh. parable? Yeah. In uh, hockey, and I was actually <laughs> fairly athletic. Actually, I, I played varsity freshman year, three sports. What's up? Uh, but you know how you do drills? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to take this, we're going to throw it in, for example, lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Stick, ball, net. Mm-hmm. Stick, ball, net. And you do that, and then you run different plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. You're stick, ball, netting them. Yeah. With the ones they know. And then you're going to run some drills with a little, uh, I like to look for rainbows. Yeah, and you and they're not going to get it right. No. Not right away. No, they're not. Just like you didn't get it right away in lacrosse. No, I didn't. Even though you started as a freshman on the varsity team. I did. In three sports. And then became captain in three sports. What's my senior up? year. Holla. Uh, yeah, but line upon line. I she know was homeschooled. Did we mention that? <laughs> no, I was the only member <laughs> of the team. <laughs> I'm the captain. <laughs> I appoint myself captain. 
Um, no, but I know what you mean. I think we could do like maybe two lines each week, you yeah. know, and then a month or so we got the whole first verse down. Right. And the chorus is the same on the first and second verse. So we learn maybe the first verse in the chorus and then. Done. Yeah. You got it. So I can do that. It's just, it's a little scary, man. I'm not going to lie. Those mm-hmm. nursery kids. How old are they? They're 18 months to what? Two, four, is it? Four, three or four. Okay. They go into primary okay. nursery or sunbeams when they're four, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I and don't know. And that's super young. Yeah. But those are smart kids. I got a niece that's right in there and she's way smarter than I ever will be. You know what? And they pick up stuff really quickly, especially like when, when it comes you curse? to- Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say when it comes to gospel principles, they, I mean, like I'll sit them down and I'll say, okay, guys, now we're going to sing a reverent song. Who can show me how to be reverent? And they'll sit down and they'll fold their arms. And that's our like, you know, this is how you be reverent. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, three or four, two months, three or four weeks, two months of doing that. And they are picking up on it. So they're smart kids. They know and they are intuitive, I believe. So. I uh, I also, so long as we're doing the call to repentance thing, a mm-hmm. uh, couple things. One, uh, do you want to talk stake president first or do you well, want to talk about my calling? Let's, I have let's, I have two questions. You got called into the stake president, so I wanted to know what that about. And also, how did your ward talent show go? Okay. Well, you got to listen to articles of news for this week to find okay. out how the ward talent show went. And it was a train wreck as oh, suspected. No. With No, no. An awesome train wreck. Okay. Uh, and I... Just make sure if you haven't listened to this week's, the week of February 25th, Articles of News, hilarious. Okay, I'll go okay. listen to it. Uh, so let me do a little bit about my calling. So yeah, please. I, uh, I, I graduated in college in theater. Okay. And uh, I minored in dance. And I did a lot of radio stuff when I was in college. And so given those kind of fields of interest, I have a hard time preparing okay. things. Okay. Right? Because I go, I know how this goes. I know how to be entertaining. I know what what entertains. I know how to keep things moving. What's the subject? Subject's Holy Ghost? Okay, I know enough about the Holy Ghost. Let's let's roll. Let's do this. Okay. So, uh, as we've talked on here before, I teach the elders, elders quorum. It's like once a month, right? And that's, yeah. I yeah. teach on the second Sunday, typically, in elders quorum. And then uh, I teach every other week to the 12-year-olds. I teach Sunday school. Okay. And, uh, you know, this year we've got the the new way of teaching the Sunday school where you get kind of a subject and there's scriptures and all that stuff. And then you just, you, you make it up. Mm-hmm. There's no, and then here's a scene where you guys need to pick what you need to do. It's, you know, it's all inspiration and everything like mm-hmm. that. And, and, and to my credit, perhaps the only thing to my credit is I do pray and go, help me to, you know, give these kids what they need, be a sure. teacher of what these things, these kids need. But I kind of don't do much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of pray and then I go, what are we talking about? Plan of salvation. Okay. I got three examples. I remember of how to teach the plan of salvation. I want to go in. I want to visit with these kids, get to know them a little bit more. Cause I, to me, I think it's so hard when your teacher doesn't really know you or it doesn't seem like they care. So I, I try to spend time getting to know them. And as part of that, it makes it harder to get kind of a lesson sure. in. So yeah. I end up talking to him for about 10 minutes and then there's about 25 minutes of lesson. But like this last time that I taught, not yesterday, uh, or not this last Sunday, but uh, Sunday before, mm-hmm. I brought cookies as a treat because that's part of the rules. I made rules. They One of the rules they gave me was that I have to bring treats every time I come. Okay. Um, I brought cookies and I put a lot of work into those cookies and I put a lot of work into getting to know them. And then it came to the lesson time and I was like, I really, 
I'm not I'm not teaching you guys what I need to teach you, right? We read some scriptures. We talked about how they need to, you know, there's nothing there's nothing too silly that they can pray for. But I think that's about it. You know, there wasn't like a really great object lesson or, hey, let's all get involved in this. Or mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that? It was just like, hey, you know, what about this? Oh, you guys want a cookie? Okay, thanks for coming. Right. And I left going, I'm, I'm missing, missing the point. Yeah. I'm not getting it. I'm not doing this right. So have you had a chance to teach Again, no, point? I'll teach again this Sunday. This coming Sunday. And so, uh, you know, I, I haven't looked at what the lesson is for this Sunday, but I'm, I think I'm genuinely going to try and sit down and be like, okay, what? I'm 12 years old. What? What is going to captivate me into this? Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to do anything really orthodox. That's not how I teach by mm-hmm. no means, mm-hmm. even with the elders quorum, which I got to tell you about that in a second. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I just want to do something that they'll go, you know what? Okay. I get the principle of what he's saying, but more important that they remember it rather than just, oh, he made cookies and that was it. Sure. But don't forget, I mean, you have a way of teaching and, and speaking that you don't know what they latch on to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could just give what you think is the most boring lesson, but to somebody else it could touch them and they could feel the spirit in a way that you have no idea yeah i doubt it <laughs> well that was uh, i mean i hope so to be positive no, about i hope one. so i hope that that's the case but yeah. i you know i i really is one of those things where you just walk away going uh, well i don't think a little more preparation is gonna hurt anybody no i mean and that's where and, and that's where i feel like i definitely need to do it yeah so in elders quorum though this last time i taught i taught i did the almost the uh triple double which is the speaking in church, the teaching second hour and teaching third hour. I didn't. No I didn't speak in church, but I did the other two. Whoa! And uh, and uh, so I'm teaching an elders quorum, and I get in there, and I'm just like, you know what? How did you guys know that you were you were supposed to have kids? Like, what? At what point did you, were you? You know, how? What was your experience? Because yeah. there's there's a lot of big families in my yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Younger families, but people, you know, pulling in four or five kids. And I'm like, how did you, what, you know? And how do you know that there's one more? Like everyone always is like, oh yeah, there's another one. Yeah. I'm like, tell me this. Cause here's the thing that I think of when I think of having a kid with my wife, you know, she'll be, she's older than me. <laughs> she'll be a year older uh-huh. on her birthday. Uh-huh. Um, Good save. But, uh, you know, we've, we've talked, we've discussed the idea of having kids and, um, and, and to me it's like, well, it, 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 it there doesn't seem to be even though I feel like I've been praying about it that there doesn't seem to be like this inspiration one way or another it's looking at it going all right I can not have kids and in three years have an empty nest or I can have kids and in 18 years have an empty nest like right. there doesn't seem to be well I've kind of come to the conclusion that there probably is never a right time it's more like you're net like they always say are you ready to have kids like you're it's almost like you're never going to be ready. Right. You almost just have to but like you, you jump. have to you have to go the thing going, oh, I'm we're going to go for it. Yeah. And so that was what my question was. And, and it was you fa- go for it. And it was fascinating. What did they say? Like one guy was like in a dream. I knew that we were supposed to. Another guy was just like the house felt empty. And until we had conceived that final child and then like the whole feeling in the house was different. Another guy was just like, I do whatever my wife tells me, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is probably, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. She, yeah. she knows, she knows, he says, you know, she knows more than that. And yeah. it's just one of these things where it's just like, ah, uh, okay. All so right. I guess at the, at the point that I need to know, I'll know or I won't know. Yeah. And then that's kind of the answer. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I always think about this. So I don't have kids right now either. And um, my husband and I. I have a kid. Well, I have a 15-year-old kid. I I don't have a, uh, I have not conceived. Right. So you're talking about having another kid. Yes. I'm talking about having a first. 
And um, I just always think about like, is my life really going to be worse with a kid? And like, this is how I think of it. This is so pathetic and lame. But I have a dog and I love this dog so much. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I can love my dog this much, like... Can you imagine how much I'm going to love a child? Like, yes. I really hope I'm going to love this child as much. And like getting the dog has been like, I know this is a very trivial answer, but like getting the dog has been like so fulfilling and rewarding, like someone to take care of and someone who loves me and, and someone who I just love unconditionally. And I, I feel like that's a small glimpse into what a child might be like. A very small glimpse, I, I would know, hope. Right? I know. And everyone with dogs and kids is like, oh, just wait, honey, yeah. until you have kids. Does your dog keep you up all night? Yeah. Yeah. Your you can't just lock up? a kid in a cage and go off and do whatever you that want. That is untrue. You can lock <laughs> a kid in a cage. Maybe you should wait a minute okay. to have kids. Okay, okay. Richie? Okay. okay. Uh, now, stake president. Yeah, I'll tell what you about this. There? So um, if people go back and listen to episode 54, that's the one that people interview me. We talk about how uh, I was excommunicated from the church. Uh, I've since been rebaptized into the church. Um, but that's not all that it takes to when you're excommunicated. It's a process I was not really familiar with. But you, so when you get excommunicated, you have to be out of the church for at least a year. Okay. Um, regardless, it doesn't matter if you're like, man, I whatever I did wrong, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's a year. Yeah. No questions asked. And uh, and so I was excommunicated almost nine years ago. In fact, over nine years ago. I just passed the anniversary. I don't know why someone would celebrate something like that. I just happen to know the date. Well, that's, yeah. It's a significant date in my life. Sure. And, uh, and uh, I was rebaptized about two years ago, December of 2010. So just over two years ago. So there was a long time you weren't a member. Right. Seven years, almost. And uh, and so recently I... I uh, I well, I, ever since I've been baptized, I've been worthy to be able to go to the temple. I just haven't made the steps necessary in order to have what's called your blessings restored. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to write a letter to the first presidency. You have to meet with your bishop. You have to meet with the stake president. You have to be a full tithe payer. You have to do. And so there were some of those things that were a little harder for me, the tithing specifically, mm-hmm. um, just because I hadn't done it for so long. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is what this is like. And now I'm, you know, I'm pulling down a, a real dad job where you make money and that's harder well, than when I was you, making, you know, yeah. $200 and it's like 20. Sure. There you go. <laughs> did you feel like you had to like relearn those principles? Yeah, almost in a yeah. way. Not like I didn't know what the principle was, but I like I had to regain the testimony. Yeah, of it. that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so recently it became really apparent to me that the temple is a place that I need to be able to go to to you know get guidance and peace and comfort and some of that stuff so i met i met with the bishop he said yeah sure let's do it mm-hmm. you know i want to i want to do it so that was about six months ago and i was like i'll get you that letter i'll get you that letter and i just you know the timing wasn't right or whatever yeah but finally i got him the letter met with him and so yesterday's meeting with the stake president was hey uh the bishop has reviewed kind of your case if you want to say that mm-hmm. and now he's recommended to me that you get this ordinance of having your blessings restored and so now I'll pass it along to the stake pre- or to the uh, first presidency if I feel like you're worthy so we sit we visit and uh that's what goes on so it was submitted to the first presidency today oh neat we'll see what happens they don't have to let me back in they don't have to they don't have to say yeah that's okay they can say uh not yet or they can say no, not at all. Or they can say, "Yep, you bet, get it done soon." Okay. But in the but here's the thing: it's almost like having a mission call now um, because a letter will come in the mail. Oh. That will tell me what they've decided. 
That's very intense. Isn't that crazy? And how long does it take? A couple of weeks. Okay. That's amazing that the first presidency has the time to like sit down and, and read everyone's right situation i'm sure there's someone that's that's uh, assigned it may it it may you know what i'm saying may get reviewed by someone and then presented to the first presidency but but there's it's also not a very common thing as well yeah i think that the stake president said that they in the time that he's been a stake president which is a good hearty long time he's had like five people oh really so it's not it's not altogether that common well i can't imagine that someone would sit down take the time to meet with their bishop meet with their stake president write the letter express everything that needs to be expressed and then them say oh no you're no no good right don't know fingers crossed but it's happened before that that you know someone or you uh just really yeah he he uh, was trying to get back in. His his indiscretions were different from mine. Uh huh. Um, but he uh, he tried to get in a couple of times. Tried to get back in. They're like, no, we just it's not right. That's fascinating. Which would have turned a lot of people off, I think. But he yeah. just was like, no, this is where I need to be. I don't know what I'm doing, and it was super hard for him. And yeah, well, I'm impressed by your situation. I mean, right. seven years as a non-member, and I knew you during that time for a little bit, and you kept coming to church mm-hmm. and kept doing the things you needed to do, which is impressive to say the least. Thank you. But we'll see. So that's drama unfolding. Yeah. But a lot of people, I love people's speculation where, well, where it was like, high counselor, <laughs> is he going to be a high councilman? Stake auditor. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but I mean, you, you begged the question because you put the picture on Facebook. Yeah. So Instagram technically. Oh, sorry. Instagram, Instagram by way of via Facebook. Facebook. Uh, yeah, no, and that's why I did it. Yeah. I want There's, there are a lot of people who have been in my life at some point of the journey, and I, I like to let them know, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. Without necessarily reaching out to them, and a couple of people said, is that does that meeting with the stake president mean what I think it means? And I'm like, yeah, you bet. Oh, cool. So, well, congratulations. Thank you very We're much. We're working on it. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> just wait till that letter comes, and then yeah. Yeah. Uh, it should be pretty cool. Coming up in the uh, second and third block, you know what else is cool? Parker Jacobs, a Yo Gabba Gabba. So cool. I uh, I went back and I listened to this interview because I did this a little while ago. And uh, bless Parker Jacobs' heart. He's so kind to me. I'm really? so dumb about some of this stuff as I'm trying to wrap my head around about how the whole thing comes about and what his involvement is with his brother Christian Jacobs and the Aquabats and and all that stuff. He's just like, bless you for not knowing. Okay, really so what you're, you're about. gonna hate me then, Yo Gabba Gabba. That's like the kids show, yeah. right? With the the, I'm thinking of the wiggle, the big the, monsters. What's the one with the? Oh, you're thinking of the wiggles, and nope. you're thinking of Teletubbies. I'm thinking of Teletubbies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I'm completely Yo, familiar. Yo Gabba Gabba is a bunch of monsters and then really cool big name actors. Okay. You should check it out. I will listen to this in episode. the second and third block of the Cultural Hall. Running a small business today can be difficult enough. Imagine all the work you have to do to market it. Imagine the hours you put in to create promotional materials for it. Now, imagine a partner that can help you with all of that and more. Imagine Lennon Design. Lennon Design is your partner in business when you need a professional look at a price you can afford. Whether it's websites, advertising media, promotional materials, and more, Lennon Design can help you promote your business. When you need creative, affordable designs, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. It is time for the second block here of the Cultural Hall, and joining us via the uh, technology, uh, all the way in Huntington Beach, California, is Parker Jacobs, 
Uh, thank you so much for willing to be here with us. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm go- I'm going to get into the whole Wikipedia because that's what I love to do is find out what in Wikipedia is real about people. Oh, yeah. um, but I want to I want to ask you first: Have you ever listened to the Cultural Hall before? Um, yeah, I have. I have a little bit. Um, and w- one thing that really excited me was uh, the when I first listened to the intro, uh, the the music that you have coming in, the version of Book of Mormon stories. That is uh, that is by the Solutions. And that that was a band that was reformed after after uh, GoGo Thirteen. That was my band before that. Um, we we went on our missions, and the rem- <laughs> and the remaining m- members uh, formed the Solutions. And um, and yeah, so we did that 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 cover first in uh, uh, in GoGo Thirteen. So how was that to tune in then and listen to and hear that? I, it was awesome. It was like, hey, <laughs> that was me. I did that. <laughs> now, now, which of the guys, I'm going to get nerdy, and people that are listening to this are going to be like, oh, great, what are they talking about? But which of the guys in the solutions did you know? Uh, or, well, or, I, or, I mean, I, were you, uh, all you of them. the Michael original? Player, the lead singer. Um, so he was a part of GoGo13? He, he wasn't, but the guys that, uh, that were Jeff Dotson and Ben Crosby were a part of GoGo13. And after after I had moved and gone on my mission, they they reformed the solutions, which See, is probably more superior musically. Oh, <laughs> stop it! But that's how, that's how I came to know that song, and also came to know that band. Is I went to Southern Utah University and became uh, probably creepy. They would describe it a creepy fan of the Solutions, and that was one of my favorite things that they did. Oh yeah, they're amazing. And uh, you know, Tilt lives down here in California. And I see them from time to time, and, and yeah, they're I love them. I, they did what we we were trying to do. <laughs> and that was in kind of that time frame. That's what early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gogo thirteen was ninety three, ninety four, and then I was mission bound, and then and then the solutions started up for that next year. But then they kept going, and they're they're great, man. And we'll get into, you know, where you served your mission and all that. But people probably are listening to this going, I may have never heard of GoGo13. So why is he, why is Parker Jacobs here in the cultural hall? So let's give you a a proper introduction via Wikipedia. Parker Legrand Jacobs, which is something else I want to talk to you about. Sure. Is an American artist, musician, and former child actor. He's known for his work as an art director on the children's television series Yo Gabba Gabba for which he has been nominated for four Daytime Emmy Awards, as well as his involvement with the California bands Go-Go 13 and the Aquabats. All true? Those, those are true. All right. So now, now that we got the, uh, the introduction, let's go back a little bit. Child actor? Yeah. Um, uh, this, I guess that's kind of for you know, nerdy Mormons into Mormon propaganda. You might remember like, uh, <laughs> like uh, The Mailbox and yeah, the, Uncle the, Ben. The sad story about the woman who keeps going out to her mailbox and then she dies and no one cares, right? Isn't that the mailbox? Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, the the little girl in that movie was my older sister, Rachel. Uh-huh. And, and um, she uh, was the first in, our, in the family, the Jacobs family, as child actors. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that experience. And um, in my, my uncle... David directed that. Uh, David Jacobs. He dir- he directed those those movies and the the first vision. If you remember that. Uh huh. Well, I and, uh, I wasn't there, but I've seen the movie. And jo- he he also was involved in Johnny Lingo and you know all the old, those 
those classics. And, and but, that's your uncle, you said? Yeah, my uncle David, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, it, so my family, we were from Utah. We, we moved down to temporarily uh, be child actors because that's where money was coming from. <laughs> and uh, it kind of, that's kind of, we ended up pretty much living here. <laughs> so you, you, you were born in Ogden and then moved, relocated from Ogden to California? That is correct, yeah. And so what, what films, you mentioned what your sister did. What did you do? What church films did you do that people would go, oh, look at that, little Parker Jacobs? Um, I did, well, for church, stuff for the church, I, I did some of those home front ads. And uh, one of them was, I won a Clio Award, a Reed Smoot. Anyways, okay. whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, was, it was a braces and glasses thing where one kid was awkward about having glasses and the girl had braces, they smiled at each other, and then it was a heartfelt, warm feeling from watching it. <laughs> and then what other stuff? You said that's church stuff that you did. What what other things would people go, oh, it's little Parker Jacobs? Um, I, you, you remember in the 80s, the, those Toys R Us commercials? Sure. I was one of the Toys R Us kids that sang about that. And uh, I did a whole slew of uh, TV commercials, and I was in a, a, a TV show called The Kavanaugh's. Uh, the last thing I did was The Wonder Years. I did about four or five episodes of that show. But that was like a million years ago. And Nobody you, remembers that I, I'm reading it. <laughs> it's Purtle the Turtle on The Wonder Years? Yeah, that that was a, one of my characters I played on the show. <laughs> Is this is this kind of some of that stuff that you just wish that Wikipedia wasn't around for that you could just be like, Meh. or are you pretty yeah. proud of the early stuff? Kind of, you know, I, yeah. It's like, oh boy, <laughs> that was a long time ago. But what made you get into it? Was it because the older older sister did, it and you just had a knack for it, or were your parents kind of stage parents, or was it because of your uncle saying, "Hey, I'm a director, your kids should do this"? What what was it? Well, yeah, it was kind of like that. My parents were into acting; they didn't want to be you know, those typical stage parents. They didn't want to jock our ki- jock their kids, but it just kind of turned out that way. My sister was really talented. She did really well. She was she was on uh, different strokes um, for a couple episodes. And then, and then my brother Christian was also really talented and as an actor. And, and you know, but, you know, I, I was the third kid, so I was like, I, I, that's just what we did as a family. And, and it wasn't because we wanted to be famous or, you know, to be superstars. It was, seriously, we, we did it as career actors just to, to make rent. And uh, when, when it wasn't really a need anymore, um, we, we didn't really pursue it. But then again, the, because of that, all of our, uh, our talents have become in the performing arts television world yeah so what i so what uh, judging by the jacobs family then what i need to do is not want to do that not care and then it'll happen <laughs> yeah yeah don't care okay well you know i mean we didn't we uh, there's nothing really we did in our childhood uh in our career that is, is really memorable like you know oh yeah i remember that kid in that commercial or i remember that movie and that i don't know but, a toys r us kid purtle the turtle come on yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, and and so uh, so really, it was just a hey, you know, we're helping to to pay for where the family can live. That's really how it was. Yeah, and 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 uh, we were all cool with that. That was just it was like that was what we do as a family. And you know, if if we weren't into it, um, my parents wouldn't be forcing us to do it. But um, but it was fun. It was like yeah, let's go have fun and dress up and be silly and act and make money and get out of school. 
So great. We're uh, we're there's the three of you. Are there more past you, Parker? Oh yeah, there's uh, my my younger brother Tyler uh-huh. and uh, Emma, and Emma you might know her as Fufa from Yo Gabba Gabba. Okay. Man, it really, so the entire family, that sounds like such a blast. It's just the entire family, like you said, playing, going yeah. on vacation kind of yeah. and playing. That's pretty rad. Uh, as, as I read, uh, as I kind of, you know, peruse all this, it, it talks about you, how you served a mission in West Virginia. Yes. How was that? It was, it was, it was awesome. It was eye-opening. <laughs> had, have you, had you spent much time outside of uh, the West before then? Uh, yeah, not too much. Not too much. Um, and uh, West Virginia definitely opened opened my eyes. I I think it would be easier for me to at the time when I was called. It would be easier for me to love people of other countries other than Americans. Like my I hated rednecks. Those are my least favorite type of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, but I've come to really embrace everybody now because because there's a lot of hillbilly types out there and and I love them. They're the best. Well, it's like the old joke that they tell you. Why? Why do you know that the toothbrush was invented in West Virginia? Because anywhere else, it would have been called the teeth brush. <laughs> That's true. That kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that applies. I mean, still there was like places that they still had outhouses and like places that there were houses that you didn't have roads that got to their houses. You just have to get out and walk and hike in the mountains to go talk to people. And that's in 1994. So that's, that's not that long ago. And you're saying that there were their houses, no indoor plumbing that really? Yeah, absolutely. And like they would uh, still use coal to, to coal stoves, the kitchen stoves to, to heat their houses and, and, uh, it was it was wild. I mean, still well water. A lot of people had well water and uh, what, pretty self sufficient. What was but they that? were still on uh, uh, government uh, assistance for things like beer and cigarettes. Of course, which we were trying to help them get away from. Was uh, what was the hardest thing about that? About the mission? Um, about the mission, uh, I think. Um, gosh, uh, people people were used to missionaries. I think one of the things was is that. Uh, you know, going into it, you think uh, think you you know a lot about the scriptures, um, but when you go there and you're like, okay, I got the scripture. Hold on, it's it's in John, and you're flipping through there, John three sixteen, and they're all, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall perish, but have everlasting life. Like they know the scriptures very well. Uh huh. Um, and and then it was like, uh oh, I've got to take this at a different approach. I've got to show them what they don't know. And give them something new. How how was that? Uh, it was great. I mean, there was there. You know, you have that element of Bible bashing. It seemed like I was either you know teaching a a reverend or a pastor of some sort or a daughter of some minister almost all the time. There's there's quite a lot of church church folk. Um, so it has its you know snake handlers and a whole bunch of wild different things. Um, uh, but uh, but it's good. What 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 do you think the craziest thing you saw was? Oh God. Man, <laughs> we could talk about this all day. Uh, You're like, actually, Yo Gabba Gabba was inspired by. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you know, sometimes uh, people answering the door with guns, like at full drawn at your face, that kind of thing. Oh, uh, one time there was a, there was an old lady uh, sitting at uh, the TV with, um, uh, you know, she had like one of those uh, TV trays, and she was. She had had a gun on us underneath the TV tray. She's like, "You look like Mormons," and we're all like, "Yep, and yeah, I, I could tell because your haircuts. You, you're not Jehovah's Witnesses." 
I'm like, nope, we're not Jehovah's Witnesses. And she's like, oh, I won't have to use this. <laughs> she pulls out this big gun that was that was on us underneath the uh, underneath her TV tray. Wow. I thought that was pretty funny. Jeez. But never, you never had any sort of actual violence take place, just threats of violence? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't, nobody shot at me. Um, <laughs> if I, that's what you're asking. I mean, I was, I was, I'd been physically thrown out of people's homes when I, when I, I remember talking about uh, priesthood um, authority. And they're like, so you're saying my baptism isn't, <laughs> isn't valid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, you know, physically just kicking us out um, after that. Jeez. Um, uh, people, like I remember people saying, saying, "Look, I was I was baptized in the Jordan River, and now it's that is where Jesus was baptized." And so you're not going to tell me no, right? You're like, "Well, I'm not telling you no, Mrs. <laughs> I mean, well, yes, but n- n- no, God, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, did you ever have any sort of question as to whether or not you wanted to serve a mission? No, no, I I was always pretty pretty solid there. Was that just because of? like older brother or was it just something you'd been taught or you know uh forgetting all of that just something that you innately knew well, I, you know I, I guess so i didn't i didn't have that that real moment of like i need to know because i just i had a testimony i the spirit was easy like i i knew this <laughs> and uh i was i was well prepared uh when i left i had uh you know, I'd read the Book of Mormon three times, and I'd taken my mission prep classes. I was gung- I was pretty gung ho. Mm-hmm. So, and at the point where you left, you were living in St. George, Utah. Yeah, my family moved around a lot. Um, you know, I grew up in California. We had uh, I lived in St. George, and we just barely moved to Bountiful when I when I actually departed. So I departed out of Bountiful, but all my mission prep stuff was in St. George. And that's when I started GoGo 13 and all that stuff. You're like, I'm going on a mission. I want to start a band. Yeah, that was really. <laughs> <laughs> and that was actually my younger brother's idea. He had a few years uh, to go, and he's like, I'm going to start a ska band, and I'm like, I want to do that too, <laughs> and I'm on the singer. <laughs> yeah, hop on board. Oh, you have to go. That's too bad. See you later, brother. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want to get into talking about the Aquabats, talking about Yo Gabba Gabba, and uh, well, just a, a few other things I want to get into here. Uh, sure. But we got to take a break for a minute. We'll come back in the third block, and we'll talk about all that stuff. Sound good? Sidewinder Media was named as one of Utah's top photographers by In This Week magazine and is a winner of several awards for fine art, portrait, and event photography. Sidewinder Media has been professionally photographing everything from wildlife to headshots for over 10 years. Sidewinder Media has the experience and the knowledge to capture your special occasion or portrait the way you want it. They also film and edit music or product videos and do simple ads for Facebook or websites. Email them at sidewindermedia at gmail.com or call Rusty at 801-941-55. 576 to book your shoot today time for the third block of the cultural hall and it's uh, parker jacobs and uh, it's uh, yeah it's it's purtle the turtle really i mean we're oh, going to yeah. talk about some other stuff here but let, let us not neglect purtle the turtle from the wonder years uh thank you so much again for being here with us i'm, I'm sure. reading over all this stuff and I'm, i know i'm not going to have enough time to get to everything but tell me about the sand fleas and what that was oh the sand fleas they were they were the a villain band of the aquabats that okay. fought the aquabats and they were and I fronted that because that was what I did for a while. I was, <laughs> I was the guys that the Aquabats fought. <laughs> and the Aquabats, a lot of people I think know, but maybe not. Tell, tell us a little bit about the Aquabats. The Aquabats are a rock and roll superhero group. And uh, they, were, they were born in the, uh, 
in the in the ska world they played ska i think their first album was pretty much a whole ska album and and uh um that was uh started by my brother and Your brother my older christian brother, christian yeah. and and he was living in in california at the time same time i was doing gogo 13 and uh you know he had been back from his mission i was just about to go on to my mission and so we were just kind of both doing music our bands, all three of us, Jacob's brothers, and um, and the Aquabats became really popular. As I was, I was out, you know, serving the Lord. They were, he was uh, making albums and and uh, becoming really a hot stuff <laughs> at that time. And then when I when I came back from my mission, uh, I toured with the Aquabats as the the professor who was like, you know, the, the guy that gave the Aquabats their superpowers. And then it was, did, a, it was a great time. And I did artwork for them and I did t-shirts and then did, helped write songs and, and, uh, toured with them in the U S few times, the whole U S and, uh, it was a blast. And now the Aquabats have a TV show. That's what we were trying to do way back when in 1997. And, um, and then we were, we, uh, that's how, uh, Yo Gabba Gabba came to be was was the Aquabats fought these crazy monsters on stage while they're playing music. They uh, you know did a lot of different stuff, and I, we had the idea of making a couple of the monsters cute and doing a kids show um, because by this time we were having kids and and we were tired of watching what was on TV um, as far as kids entertainment. And then it just it took off and it did really well, and we were all surprised. And uh, now uh, Yo Gabba's doing good, and then the Aquabats finally got their show for the children of their intended children audience. (laughs) Well, it it takes a little while to get something like that off the bat, but it's it's. I just think it's such an awesome story. Where where I mean, going back, it's like, uh, yeah, we're gonna start a band, Go Go Thirteen, and your brother's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna start a band too. And then his band takes off, and then you guys are like, uh, we're going to make a TV show based on monsters that our band fights. And uh, now we want to make a TV show about our band, you know, our band and what, and everything like that. I mean, it, it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> we have this, you have this silly idea that most people grow up and, uh, you know, make money and have, you know, careers. But we we uh we decided just to keep doing our stupid silly band thing and just just got bigger and and it's know? awesome yeah that that's the thing that I just I I think for I you know I don't know I just I sit on the outskirts of it and I go how cool they just they they and I'm sure that there's way more to it than I can ever imagine but it's just like yeah this is cool yeah wouldn't that be cool if we did this yeah we'll call it Yo Gabba Gabba all right and it's this hugely Daytime Emmy Award uh, winning, is that right? Um, or just nominated? I don't want to... nominated. <laughs> okay. Well, not yet then. You're not Daytime Emmy Award winning yet. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, it's Sesame Street all over the place. <laughs> if we could just take down Sesame Street. We had them close with that Elmo thing. <laughs> yeah, we were close, yeah. But, uh, and Romney, we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> we are sneaking so close. <laughs> Snow is so close. But you know, it's just it just born from a hey, wouldn't it be fun idea? And then you know, getting it, being able to work with your brother, who you two still work on it together. Yeah, well, all and, three of us, and and my sister Emma. Oh, really? So. I mean, I know you mentioned Emma before, but Tyler is in on it as well. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler is is 
responsible for a lot of the look of the show and, and it does uh, handle a lot of the merchandise right now, uh, merchandise design. How is that? Is that pretty difficult? Did you ever think you'd be doing stuff like merchandising toys for a TV show that you created? Um, yeah, I did. Really? Um, I was hoping to. Uh, I know I had worked also for Paul Frank Industries for like seven years. And what's that? Which is this this company? You might you might see at Target. You, there's like it's like a, a monkey that has like a sock monkey face. Ju- Julius, it's really popular the monkey? with the kids. Is that what it's called, Julius the monkey? Yeah, Julius okay. the monkey. Yeah, I. Uh, and, and Paul Frank back then, it's it's a different company now, but it used to be this really cool uh, company that did like everything. They did menswear, womenswear, uh, you know, uh, bicycles, sunglasses, watches, you know, just just about everything you could think of. And uh, my younger brother Todd and I, we worked there for many years, and and uh, we made just about everything. So um, while we were designing that kind of stuff. We were trying to keep the Aquabats going, and then did Yo Gabba Gabba at the same time. Do you ever do you ever get to see your family? <laughs> Sometimes I do. Does yes. it do, does it seem hard? I mean, that's got to be a it's got to be a huge balancing act. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is, but it's just like anything. It's just just like anything. It, but it, what's good is that it's it's kind of like my hobby is my job. So yeah, so you're not off, you know, shooting on the week or hunting on the weekends or you know any of that. You're you're enjoying what it is you do for work. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't have any other thing that I do. Do your kids think it's pretty rad? Yeah, when your kids say they rather they'd rather go to dad's work than go to uh, Disneyland, you're you know you're in. Yeah. How many kids you have? I have two girls. How old? Um, uh, six. <laughs> She's turning seven this week and uh, eleven. And um, I'm going to be actually. I'm getting remarried on. This Saturday. Oh, congratulations! And, and thank you. And that'll be up in up in Bountiful. And um, I'm getting four boys. Oh my gosh! Now, how does how does that work? Because I would imagine that your your job keeps you pretty busy as far as being able to have time to meet meet people to date, but maybe not any busier than anything else. How did that happen? <laughs> um, thank you, LDS Linkup. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. So you just hold on, hold on. Okay. It, it, too much of this story is unbelievable, Parker. Because <laughs> I can see your, I can see your uh, bio now on LDS Linkup. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I haven't even taken it down yet. So uh, I'm, a, you know, creator of a hugely awesome ska band, and or you know, uh, part member or member of a hugely successful ska band, and. I create a children's television show, and uh, now we're creating a television show based on uh, said rock band from before. <laughs> um, I live in California, where the weather is always beautiful. Um, hmm. Does anyone want to get married? Want to go out on a date? It'd be like, I, I, I have a hard time believing that you would have a hard time finding anyone to be with. No? Yes? Help me out here. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm... I think when uh, it's 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 easier when you're uh, like a mid single and and you're kind of solid in the church to to find people to to want. It's kind of nice being a hot commodity in that in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, <laughs> but that's only because of the stats. It's only <laughs> because you're outnumbered and. Uh, all that other stuff, I don't think people really care that much about. It's you just, don't think so? I mean, you would you would you would hope that but like you would hope that ultimately it comes down to the character of the person, and you know, are they a good person? And that happens to be their job. But I can't help but think a little bit of it is 
someone would go, and that's cool. Yeah, I think so. But it's all that's all perception, you know. Like that's like whatever. It's it's a it's a fun thing to talk about, and mm-hmm. it's, it, it's fun. But it lands you on really awesome name. podcasts like who this. You are. It says what you've done or what do you do. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: How was it being a, a single person in the church for a while? Um, it, it was hard. I didn't, my, you know, I don't want to get too much into my divorce, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't looking for dating. I didn't want to do that. I threw the towel in, you know, years ago. And, and that, that was, it was kind of brutal. Like having to like, uh, to, to get into that dating scene. Um, but it was, it was fun. I didn't date very much when I was young, so it was fun learning was it was it difficult was it difficult in that uh because you had kids or was it difficult because like you said the pool was kind of small because well first of all you live in california so that's a whole different kind of ball game uh but also because you were looking for someone who was a good strong member of the church or what what was so hard about it um well i I, being in my stake and you go oh this guy's a divorcee what's his problem he must have some issue he's broken you know yeah um that was one thing. Um, just having to date and do like activities that seemed like stuff that you do is it, like they seem like mutual activities. Like we're gonna go play broom hockey and you know play, you know watch movies together and we're gonna do it. You know, it's like ah, I don't want to do that. I just want to uh, move on with my family. Yeah, you're like I'm kind of past that actually. Broom hockey, maybe not so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, but so so all right, walk because I know that the women will uh come after me if I don't ask. So uh-huh. you see her, you see her her uh profile page on LDS Link Up and you go, "Yeah, that's the one I'd like to play broom hockey with." Yeah, well, well she was really tricky. She had, she she did three different pictures of herself that were totally different. One she had a blonde wig on and one she had short dark hair and the other picture she had uh, bright red hair, uh-huh. and it made me go crazy. And I, I said, "Who are you? Like, I need to know who you are." And so I skyped with her right away, and uh, and I said, "Will you Skype with me? Because I need to figure you out." And that's what that's what won. That's it. Yeah. Jeez. And she's amazing. How long have you known her for? I've known her for uh, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is cool is I, you know, I didn't think she was the one when I first met her. But I fell in love with her brain. I start. I read. She's a. She does this mommy blog. That's it's more than a mommy blog. But it's it's amazing. She's an amazing writer. Where? Come on. Let us know where we can find it. Um. It's uh. It's the Boys Squad. Um. The Boys dot Blogspot. I think her name is Jennifer Sanders Peterson. This woman's amazing. She's an amazing writer. She she hosts a radio show in Boise, uh, for writing, uh, called the Writers Block, and um. I she was she was my friend. I didn't think it would really work out. She lived in Boise. She had four kids, four boys, um, and and I you know I, I, I wasn't so sure, um, but I I sure lo- I surely loved her writing, and we were friends for a long time. And she was dating people, and I was dating people, and and uh, I didn't really see it. And then uh, hit me like lightning. I think when I held her hand, worked. You're like this is so much better than skyping. <laughs> yeah, when she actually came out and visited, and she was planning on moving down here anyways, and everybody was on board. Everybody saw it except for me. I think I was the last one to see it, but when it hit me, I was like, oh, my gosh, this woman's amazing. I love her. I love every piece of her. And then how'd you ask her to marry you? 
I asked her to marry me. We went to the temple uh, two uh, two months ago, and um, afterwards I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. Yeah, hey, yeah, you always you always hope for that to happen. You never you never like the stories where it's like, and then she said no, and then I had to ask her again, and then I had to ask her again. Yeah, I always feel bad for those stories. Yeah, those are those are pretty brutal. I. But not you, not you. Don't, no, she don't knew. Don't talk about my first marriage. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sad. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, so, are you nervous about it? Um, I'm not. Um, I should be. I'm, I'm nervous about getting everything prepared for it, and that is one thing that is amazing. Is that I? I. It, it seems really impractical. Because um, of the know, kids, because of the blending of families, because it's so soon. What's impractical about it? Uh, yeah, all of those things. Um, like that, you know, she's she lives where she is with all of her kids. are doing the the Brady Bunch thing, and 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 how we're doing the move, we're, we're or the marriage, we're we're marrying halfway. Where she lives in Boise, and I live in California, and I'm having a, a Thanksgiving family re- reunion in in Utah. And so we're just we're going to have a halfway marriage. We're going to meet halfway and get get married up there. Well, you and know they say the the best marriage is a, a halfway marriage, <laughs> where you come fifty percent. Right. It's a compromise. And then she comes fifty percent. So, because if um, it's anything different, Parker, if it's anything so yeah, different, so I'm just I'm thrilled, and and uh, it and it's going to work out, and and uh, whatever we do, it's going to be great because she's she's already like my best friend. I already just liked her who she was before before the uh all the other attractions that come usually come first that that came later and is she all right with you saying that i i i think so she knows i mean she knows it because she was like hey i'm i'm pretty awesome and i was like yeah you're cool but then i was like oh my gosh you are awesome (laughs) took me a while i'm slow i'm a little slow yeah we men are dense it's cool yeah, and I didn't know that until I met her. Like that, it really was. <laughs> what's uh, What's next in the in the for the Jacobs family? You've got the uh, the Aquabats TV show that's finally coming about. What 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 else am I going to be seeing in the in the future? Because you pretty much everything you've told me that you've wanted to do has come to pass. So what are we looking forward to? Well, one thing I I just did was the Goon Holler Guidebook. Okay. Um, which is based on characters that I had in Yo Gabba Gabba. They're on Yo Gabba Gabba but I, I kept the rights to them. And that just came out um, this past month, and, uh, or is it last month, months ago? I don't know. It just recently came out. Ever and, since I met uh, her, time just flies. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, that is based on uh, experiences uh, from my mission from West Virginia. There's some, some parts in it that are specifically based geographically uh, and so 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 it's a story i'm trying to figure out exactly what it is the goon holler guide it's it's so it's stories from your life that you kind of base on your mission oh no no i'm sorry it's inspired it's inspired okay uh, it's so it's a world of crazy monsters and like sasquatch and uh wizard and um some hillbilly folk uh and they they were featured their animated characters on on the first season of Yo Gabba Gabba okay. in, in you know those little like segments mm-hmm. that they we do sometimes, and um, and I decided to I don't know, you know kind of spin off uh, and and show this new world and and the book isn't just one story it's it's a kind of bunch of little stories it's got recipes and puzzles and 
and uh, an introduction to how to play the ukulele. Of, and well, of course, like you do. And, you know, comic book adventures, and uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and that uh, that is being that's put out by Source Media Books, which is uh, uh, Amy Osmond Cook, the Osmond family. She's that's her her thing. So is, is 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 it true that there's a secret Mormon network of all the uh, high-profile Mormon people? You guys all hang out together and help each other with each other's projects. And I don't know, I don't know, but but uh, I, if 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 I can get there, I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Amy's Amy's involved, and, and uh, she's she's amazing. She's the editor for the book, and so I've been I've been out trying to promote that as well as just trying to get married and have a band. And have a TV show, and have another TV show. Is there, yeah, any, yeah. Is, is there anything else we should know about? Um, not now, but I've got so much more brewing. <laughs> uh, all right, so so now we have a couple of questions that we ask everyone who uh, comes into the cultural hall with us. Uh, the I first question a little closer to your podcast. Yes, yes, you should have. You should have gotten past that Book of Mormon stories and ventured a little deeper. Uh, the first the first question is is do you have a calling right now and if so what is it? Well, my calling is uh, since I'm moving, I'm being I'm going from I'm, I'm moving into a new ward and I just got released. But my calling is uh, uh, first counselor in the uh, young men's president. If you could pick a calling for yourself, either invent one or one that already exists, what would you pick? Oh gosh. No way. <laughs> that, is, that is the scariest question ever. Um, yeah, be careful. Oh, because that I were an angel. <laughs> that I could, I, 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 yeah, that's it. I'll be an angel and I will sound repentance with a big trumpet and I'll fly all over. That would be a good calling to have. For sure. Uh, and a question that I don't uh, normally ask, but do you need help anything that a guy in Utah could help you out with? Do I need help? Well, yeah. <laughs> Are you asking for a job? Well, I don't want to be so blatant, but yeah, what do you got? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, give me a call. You know, they're filming the Aquabats show in Utah. Right, right now. now. Yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, we're actually, I'm going to be uh, linking up with uh, Christian, actually, uh, here oh, really? in the next week. Yeah. That's my brother. I know. Tell him hi for me. I will. <laughs> I'll ask him how the wedding was. Oh, yeah, that, there you go. Yeah. That's a great way I'll, to get in and talk to him. I'll ask for uh, cell phone pictures that he took, not inside the temple. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can talk about that. I, I, I should say I'm only partially joking about that last question. And then finally... Oh, yeah, sure, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Partially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final question is, what is your favorite part of your faith? My favorite part of my faith mm-hmm. and you can interpret that in que- that question however you would like but what's your favorite part of your well, faith i i think my favorite part is that it really is true like it really is true and and you know like uh therefore i'm not wrong uh, and even though the world may uh insult and laugh and do all that silly stuff that that uh naysayers do um I, i'm right and if i'm if i'm following the faith so um, I think that's it. Is that it, it is? It really is true, and it really does bless my life and puts puts me in the the right way where I should. You know, uh, normally this is where I end it, but I have one other question that I want to ask you. Uh, you. Although I've praised quite a bit, and you've had tremendous amounts of success, I'm sure that along the road there have been just huge disappointments or setbacks as far as a lot of this stuff goes. 
Uh, how is it that you remain such a positive person through all that? Um, I think I think it's it's your attitude is what gets you gets gets you through. If I had a bad attitude about it, I, I wouldn't be going anywhere because I'd 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 want to be right. I'd want to like be like life stinks and nothing's gonna work, and there there I am. <laughs> so, so. Let me ask yeah, you. Staying positive is is what is really a, a real key to success. Uh, Legrand, your middle name. I didn't ask you about that, and I wanted to. Okay. Named after Legrand Richards, correct? That's true. Your great. I, he's, he's my great great grandfather. No, he's my great grandfather, not my great great. And is that does that mean does it have any sort of. Uh, you know, because you always hear in the scriptures where it's like, and he was named Nephi after Nephi of old. Was that was there ever any of that for you? Well, gee, I, I sure hope so. You know, I don't know. Having that name really, really made me feel like, oh, there's something I've got to live up to, because this guy was a prophet, and um, I, I, I need to be the Parker the Great Jacobs. Like, I need to, I need to do that. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot. What are your kids' names? <laughs> Darla. <laughs> really? And she's Darling and Annalena. Oh, those are great. But I call her Pookie Face, so I don't know if that can uh, help her future. Yeah, no. May, may, well, maybe. Who knows? Uh, and then the last thing before we let you go, uh, we ask you to climb up on the Rami Umptum and let people know where they can find you or get in touch with you or follow you or tweet you or link you or whatever. Okay. Um, uh, Parker Jacobs, is, I'm on Facebook. There's Parker Jacobs blogspot.blogspot.com which I have this daily doodle where every day I, I upload a, a scan of something that I doodle. Um, you can also find my, my book at goonhollerbook.com and, of course, GoGo13. We're all on Facebook. Is there, is there any sort of hope for uh, GoGo13 to get back together and tour? Oh, yeah. You know, we just put out our first album in 19 years this year, and that's available through iTunes and uh, on, on, on YouTube and everything. And, and we're actually we're playing shows and we're setting up a regular venue here in, in, in Huntington Beach. Does your wife know how busy you are? Uh, yes. Okay. I like to be. I just, I go, and, and then he goes home at some point. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like willing to like go, okay, well, maybe I won't do the band thing. She's like, no, but I'm your biggest fan. You've got to keep playing. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, okay. Well, uh, I know you're a busy man, as we've uh, as we've learned, so I'll let you go. We hope that this podcast has nourished and strengthened your body, and that <laughs> if you were not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and uh, when the time comes that you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really got to go on the Culture Hall show.